Welcome, everybody. We're so glad you're here. We've got such a great fellowshipping church. You guys are awesome. Um, before we get started, uh, one of my deacons, uh, uh, Greg Key, felt like he had a word for everybody. So I'm going to ask Greg to come up here and just share this. Greg, come all the way up here on stage if you don't mind. What I'd like to share is what's during the altar call, I felt like there's at least one, or really more than one, that had something on their heart that they needed to bring forward to God. Uh, if you wasn't here Wednesday night, I give my testimony. On June the 4th, I was recreated by God. I was brought out of the darkness into the light. And you have no business sitting in the darkness no matter what it is. And I would like to pray for you. You know, if you want to come forward, I'll pray for you. If you want to sit in your seat, I'll pray for you. If you want to meet me in the hall, I'll pray for you. But right now, I would like to, to, to call out those who are sick, those who are hurting. I was delivered from depression and oppression. I was in darkness and I was brought into the light and I'm living a life anew now. Remember the day he was first saved? I'm walking in those days again. I am walking in the light and not the darkness. So if, you, if you'll allow me, I will. Is there anyone that would like to come forward and I'll pray for you now? Because I don't care what it is. You know, James tells us that if you're sick, come to the elders of the church and let them lay hands on you, anoint you with oil and pray for you and you will be healed. But there's another line that goes along with that verse a lot of people don't realize. The last line says, if you have sinned, your sins will be forgiven. And you know, those who are set free by God are free indeed. So if there's no one who want to come forward, I would like to pray because there's someone here who really needs the prayer and is not got the courage to step out and come forward. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the healing power that he gave us before he went on to be with you. We thank you for that resurrection day, that through him someday we will also be resurrected. Father, we anoint these people right now with your Holy Spirit. We anoint them with your healing. Those who are here, who need a healing, who need to be delivered, who need to be out of darkness. Father, I call out them to you. Father, touch them, heal their body, and let them be set free from whatever it is that's holding them in bondage because no one needs to be oppressed. The Holy Spirit filled Jesus to go around and deliver the oppressed is what the Bible says. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this church. We thank you for this family. And the Father, put the courage in them and let them be bold somewhere down the road. They will be able to step forward and say this prayer delivered them and give their testimony. For your word says we are delivered by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Father, we need their testimony in this church. Father, we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. 
Um, I'm Elizabeth. I'm Pastor Paul's wife, and we always pray together before he brings the word. So let's go to the Lord in prayer again. So, Father God, we just come in, Lord, and we just thank you, God, for your presence here this morning, Lord. Uh, we thank you for your word that says that you inhabit the praises of your people. And, Lord God, that you are Emmanuel. You are God with us. Lord God, we just recognize your presence here this morning. And, and we just ask you right now, Lord God, to speak through Pastor Paul that the word of the Lord would be in his mouth. Father God, that we would have ears to hear and hearts to receive because, God, we want to be changed by you. So come, Lord, and have your way in our families. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our hearts. Father, we just come and we yield to your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Church on the Hill. If you've got your bulletins, I'm going to make a quick adjustment or just a clarification. Um, if you open it up and look right here where it says starting tomorrow, we've got something coming up in a, in a week from this coming Monday called Alice Training. And it is not because of the Orlando incident, but it certainly um, has been made more aware to the church and to the community on what happened in Orlando and the shooter uh, situation that we walked through. There, there is going to be a, a public service done by the city of Cookville and the city of Allgood Police Department to come in here and to train um, people in our community on how to handle those situations. And if you see there, it talks about, we'll train leaders. You do not have to be a leader. We need people in here to hear the message of how to, to be, um, to have awareness and training for if we have a situation like this. It does happen in churches. It happens in big arenas. It happens where a lot of people are. And if you've noticed, we keep certain doors locked. Really frustrated some people early on. It probably still frustrates you. It is for your protection that we're doing it. And there is a, there is a method to our madness, a reason for why we do it. But I want to encourage you to please come and to be trained. That's going to be not this tomorrow, but July 11th here at Church on the Hill. And it's being put on by the city of Cookville and by the city of Allgood Police Department. So I just want to encourage you um, to come. I also want to say before I get into my message, as Greg said... I know what the numbers that we have in here, someone is battling depression. And what that does in your life, it tries to keep you where you are and to keep you from telling somebody so that you don't make someone feel bad about you or you start to kind of uncover your own issue. Wednesday night, I was that guy. Greg was calling out people that were battling depression, and it was me. And I put on a good face for you every single Sunday. I work hard to make sure that I look like a smiling face, and I'm, I love to see you here. But what I felt like was is that I had some spots in me. I had really battled depression three or four years ago, but I still kind of have. Have you ever seen, maybe if you, if you get an x-ray of a lung, there's a spot on your lung. There's spots kind of in your body. It's not the whole lung. It's not the whole heart, but it's spots. And that's what I felt like I had, was that sometimes during my day I would step into dark corners. Not sin, but darkness down, feel bad about myself, didn't want to move, didn't want to, didn't want to function, couldn't function. So as Greg was talking to you this morning about that, I want to encourage you, be real with yourself and be real with the Lord. He will shine light and that darkness has to flee. It cannot stay. And we're going to see it in his word today. That darkness can't stay. But if you choose to hold that darkness, you can you can stay in the dark if you want. God does not force you. You have to choose to come into the light. And I want to encourage you, come into the light. 
come into the light. You may be sitting right where you are and say, Pastor, it's just too awkward to have to come forward. That's fine. Get right with God right where you are. You don't have to come forward. You don't have to get in a prayer line. Get with God. He will shine light in your heart. You may think there is no way. Well, that's a lie from the pit of hell, trying to hold you under the water the rest of your life. No way. And as a pastor, I feel like sometimes I can't be prayed even in my own church. I'm the one that's supposed to be praying. I'm the one that's supposed to be caring. And that was an, an attack by the enemy to try to get me to get free, to try to keep me from being free. So I want to encourage you. Ask for help. There's help, and there's help here. There's help here by the Spirit of God, and there's help here in the body of Christ right here. Amen? Amen. All right. So today's purpose, purpose of church, Church on the Hill, is to supply your need. You come in here with a need. You come in here needing stuff and to meet you right where you are. I want to stop just for a second. We sang a song, the third song, talking about faithful, that God is faithful and he meets us right where we are and our mistakes have been erased. Um, uh, there was something else. Uh, there was a few things in there, but can I encourage you just for a minute? That was written by Quentin Matthews and by Zach Buckner, our own team right here. There, God is moving in this place. Amen. God's moving. There's creative forces. There, are, there is life in this place. There is life in you to deliver people. Those words are delivering words. The Spirit of God is here. He's here because He's in us. When I received Christ as my Lord and Savior, Jesus' Spirit came inside of me. I have the Spirit of Christ in me. If you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the Spirit of Christ in you. You are not the same. You are different. Today is to help equip you, to give you, to fill you with that need, to fill you with those ideas, to fill you with his word. We learned, I'm going to show you in just a minute, when we get the word, we get grace and truth. Do you remember what grace is? The unmerited favor of God. When I get the word, when I get Jesus, I get the unmerited favor of God. But it's not for us just to hold. As Pastor Justin said, if all we do is do it in here and it never translate outside, we are wasting our time and our efforts. It is an equipping to get us healthy in here to go out and to rescue the world. I am a rescue agent for Jesus. John chapter 15 verse 1. I'm going to kind of review from last week because it, as I was really talking about abiding in the word, there is one point that needs to be made today. If you got your Bibles, John chapter 15. Bring your Bibles, use your iPhones, mark them up, make sure that so that when you come back to it you can be reminded of that word that was given to you, that encouragement. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message. What is that? That's the word that I've given you. Remain in me. If you remember, we see we saw that from John chapter 1 verse 1 that he Jesus is the word. Right? If you don't know that, you need, to go, you need to know this part because it's key. That the Word was in the beginning and that Jesus was that Word. He came, that Word came in flesh to the earth, to us. 
the Word, Jesus, came to us as a man. Jesus is the Word. So it says, remain in me. Remain in Jesus. Remain in Jesus and in the Word, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Uh, we saw last week that the, the way that we remain in him, and I'm going to show it to you again. I'm going to continue to review The way we remain in him is by remaining in the word. If Jesus is the word and we remain in the word, we remain in Jesus. Okay, I know I'm kind of of fast and loud, but it's good to respond, right? If A equals B and B equals C, then C equals A. Everybody's like, yeah, what? Go back to the Jesus thing. So, Jesus is the Word. So if it says to remain in me and the me is Jesus, then remaining in the Word is remaining in Jesus. All right. We're pruned by His message, by the Word. What does that mean? It means that if we're off course, as long as we remain in the Word, He starts trimming. So, whoa, 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 you're off just a little bit. Line up right here. There we go. By remaining in the word, he keeps us on course. Amen? He has promised to lead us and guide us into all truth. But in order to be led in God, I have to remain in my GPS. If I turn it off, now I'm remaining in me. And in my ability to remember. And uh uh-oh. Anybody ever made a wrong turn? Me and Pete were were taking one of my daughter's uh, friend's home, and we thought we kind of knew where it was, but I'm like, just give up. Turn on the GPS. And all of a sudden, it's clear. The pressure's off. We know where to go. It's just what the Word does. The GPS fires up, and the Lord says, go this way. Glory. Thank you for your Word. Verse 5, let's keep going. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, what does that mean? Remaining in Jesus, remaining in the Word, remaining in His Spirit, and I in them, I, uh, those who remain in me and I in them will produce what? Who will? Me. Say me. For apart from me, you can do. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. But if you remain in me, now listen to this. And my words remain in you. I'm not making this stuff up. Everybody say amen. You may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Why? Because you will be asking according to his word. You ask according to his word, he says that he's watching over his word, waiting to perform it, just waiting for us to call it down. Woo! Delivery from depression in Jesus' name, right now, over you, right now. Darkness flees. We just declare the darkness to be removed in this place in Jesus' name and that the light be shined and that we see the truth. Somebody wake up. The Spirit of God is here right now.
Do you have a word? Okay, we'll come up and just do the best that you can. There is something happening right now. And just allow me to stumble around for just a minute. I don't want to, I've got a point, I've got a plan, but, but something is not, something's not settled. Come all the way up here. This is my mother, by the way. Uh, as we were um, worshiping earlier, uh, I began to pray that the Holy Spirit would come and help us worship. One of the things that it says here in this same scripture that we're in, in these middle chapters of John, is that the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. And without the power of the Holy Spirit, we really don't know how to worship Him, or I don't. And I can't worship Him without the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, this morning, as I was praying earlier, uh, and reading the one-year Bible, and uh, doing the things that that I do, uh, since my husband's death three weeks ago, I have uh, my quiet times have not been as... Um, They've been more scattered and distracted than usually. That's one of my favorite parts of the day is my, the intimate quiet times that I have. But this morning I was able to uh, seem like reconnect with the Lord. And one of the things that uh, uh, stood out to me was that in, in Acts 17, where the reading is today, is that then Paul as his custom was. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them on the Sabbath day. And so this morning we have come as our custom is. But we come seeking God together. Not because we don't have something else to do on this, uh, this particular Sunday morning, but because we are seeking him. And we, the people of God, need God today in a distinct and, uh, you know, unique manner. So that's kind of what I had. Amen. Amen. I believe that the connection that I felt right away when she started to speak is how we need the Holy Spirit to worship. And I am a product of trying to do everything on my own even in reading the Word, and I believe that I try to even do the Word without the Spirit of God, and I think that's the connection that I could see, is that you can try on your own efforts, even with the Bible, without the Spirit of God, it's still our own efforts. It takes both. You must have the Spirit of God to even understand the Word of God. So I want to encourage you just for a moment. You may be in the Word and trying so hard, but you're doing it without the Spirit, Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and to teach you as you're, as you're walking out, as you're trying to do the Word. You can't do it on your own. I don't know that we've hit the, hit the target just yet, but I want you to know I believe we are sitting at a dam waiting to break. And we've had that Word um, uh, prophesied over us before, but I can feel us pushing. Have you ever gotten pushed? Have you ever been in a big crowd and gotten pushed up against a fence? That's what I feel like, is that the, 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 the I want to say the bow is about to break, but the dam is about to break. 
that the blessing of the Lord, that the Spirit of God is about to be poured out upon us. And church, you've got to come out of the darkness. You have to come out. The prodigal, the father did not go drag the prodigal out of the pig pen. The prodigal had to get up. And you've got to get up. And that prodigal had to go home and say, I'd rather be a slave in your, in your household, dad, than to stay where I am. And what happened was the father said, slave, shut up. Go, get the, go kill the cow. Put the coat on the boy. Put the ring back on his finger. It's time to party. The son has come home. But you're afraid. You're afraid. I'm wanting to do a series. I saw it last night, and I'm just going to say it now and give my creative guide a heads up. Ghostbusters. I felt the Spirit of God tell me that he is the ghostbuster. This fear, this depression, this um, rejection, these things that keep us held down. You need to be free. Who said that? It was Greg. You've got no right to stay in the dark. You've got no right. I don't know that that's exactly the right. You've got no reason. It's not who you are. And you may have been there your whole life. Your parents may have been under, under that darkness, under depression, and you just don't know any better. Well, I'm here to tell you there's better. You know what? That's, that's why I'm here is to give you good news. You're in the dark. You don't, just don't even know it. Aaron? Yeah, that's what I thought. Let me tell you something, that's family. That's family. When I can pick somebody out of 200 people, we want you in this family. And Jesus Christ died on the cross for you to have family. For you to have family. The whole purpose of this scripture, talking about remaining in me and producing fruit and giving you breakthrough and coming out of the dark... Ultimately, if we can go all the way to verse 17, he says, I want you to remain in me and me in you. This is my command. Love. Of all that I said last week about us being in the word and about us producing fruit and about that word being grace and truth, that when I have the word in me, I get grace and truth, but I also have grace and truth to offer. The world is tired of hearing religious junk. They need truth and they need grace and they need forgiveness. Jesus paid for your forgiveness and for the world's forgiveness with his blood He did not send us out to condemn the world. He sent us out to forgive the world. To show them the love of God. The ultimate part here is that we love. It says in the word, you can have the gift of healing. You can have the gift of prophesying. You can call things out as though they are. But if you don't have love, it's nothing. This is what we're after. Do you know what love will do? Love will cast out fear. Love will replace darkness with light. That's what the world is lacking. That's what you're lacking is love. That's what has got us in the dark. Is little spots of fear. Little spots of feeling like I can't be loved for who I am. For why I'm like I am. 
I'm like I am because I'm a mistake and I've sinned in my life and I can't get rid of it and I just need to accept it. What well, makes me want to say a four-letter word? Forgive me. That makes me so mad. Lie. Lie. This is my command. Love each other. This is my command. Love each other. First John 4, 8 says, But if anyone does not, but anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Matthew 22, verse 36, Jesus gives us the gospel for dummies, the cliff notes for the gospel. Teacher, which is the most important command in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all of its demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Is to love. Church, I want you to know that the way that we love the world is not necessarily how you think. It looks different. It doesn't mean I go beat him in the head with the Bible telling him what they're doing wrong. Do you know how God loves us? He meets us where we are. He takes me right where I am. And he cries with me. And he hurts with me. And he laughs with me. And he loves me just how I am. Now, does he want me to stay where I am? No. He's got a better place. The Word of God says that he's left this earth to go prepare us a place. But he's got a better place for me here. Amen? Well, I want to ask my wife to come up here and just share, share her heart. She was bubbling over last Sunday, and I just missed it. It just happens, but let me just let her, let her, let her share for just a moment. Okay, so um, when Pastor Paul has been talking about how we love people, um, I've been in a unique spot um, being part of the university, and um, I've been around a, a lot of different people from a lot of different walks, and um, I have befriended a lot of people that... Um, Typically, I haven't had an opportunity to be around. And I, um, where's Pete? There you are. He always sits back there. Should know to look for you back there. Pete and I have been having interesting conversations lately about how, um, you know, where's your mission field? And, you know, where has God placed you? And how he puts you in these places and he uses you. And um, so needless to say, I have been sensing that, that the Lord has put me in places and around people. And um, I'm going to say probably some things that might shock some of you. But um, I have a very good friend who's a Muslim who covers. And um, a lot of people, especially in what's going on in our world, would be really afraid of that. But I love her very much. And... Um, and I have a lot of other friends who um, are walking different lifestyles, but I love them very much. And what I've noticed is that God has put this love in me, this love that is honestly quite overwhelming because I don't love like this. My old person, and I say my old person, but I'm quite prophetic by nature, 
So I have a real tendency to see things as black or white, right or wrong. And you know what? Sometimes when you see things like that, you shut people off. And I feel like the Lord, though, has helped me love people. And he's helped me not look at that, even though I still see that. You know, like you see it. But you allow the Lord to work through you, and you love people. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that God's put me here, and I love Jesus. And I'm around a lot of different, different walks of life right now. But God has put me there, and he's put me there to love people and to share Jesus. And I can tell you that some of the doors haven't opened all the way up to where I'm sharing the word of God, but what I'm doing is I'm sharing my walk. I'm sharing the way that I love God. And I can tell you the other day, and this is so funny, and I walked away from this conversation. I thought this is the weirdest conversation I've ever had. But my friend, my friend who I told you about, had um, traveled overseas, um, come back home. We were starting the semester. We were exhausted. Um, she had jet lag. And on top of that, it's Ramadan which we all know about that, right? So she's fasting, sun up to sundown. And when she told me that, I said, how are you doing? Did you recover from jet lag? You know, how are you doing? I mean, like, I don't know how long the flight was, but it was huge. She said, gosh, I'm fasting. I'm just exhausted. I'm toast. And I'm telling you, the love of God inside of me, I reached out to her and I just said, bless you. Because you know what I saw in her? I saw this need to want to please God. I saw this need to want to do the right thing. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit in me was like, I want her to be free so bad. I want her to know truth so bad. And so I have this overwhelming love in this, bless you, because I know how hard you're trying. And you know what? I can't say at this moment, you're doing it all wrong. I can't say that. Yet, and I don't even know that I would say it that way. I would trust God to help me say it a good way because I don't know how to say it. But I'm telling you, God loves her and he loves people. He loves people. And I think we're living in a time where we're so separated. We're so separated. And I think the enemy has us just where he wants us to put up walls and to live in fear and to say, you know what, I don't want you close to me and I don't want you close to my family. But I'm at the place, you know what I'm doing? I'm inviting them into my home. That's what I'm doing. You've got a pastor's wife who's doing that. And you know what, I kind of kept it secret for a while because I thought people might think I'm crazy. But you know what, I love these people and I want them to know my God. And I believe it's our job to put ourselves there and to say, you know what, I'm going to love people. I'm going to love people and I'm not going to judge you and I'm going to welcome you into my home and I'm going to love you and I'm praying for them. I'm praying for each and every one of them. So I say all this to say, I don't even really know why I'm saying this, but I'm saying this, that God has put you in a place and he's bringing people into your life and I want to encourage you to not put up a wall because I think, unfortunately, that's the message that we're getting in some places, is put up a wall and be afraid. But you know what? I'm not afraid. Because God loves people. And his word tells me that he desires all men to be saved. 
He desires all men. The word says men, but males and females. He desires them all. He desires them all. And it doesn't matter what they come looking like to us. It doesn't matter. So, you've got opportunities. And you may say, well, Elizabeth, I'm not in a place like that. I'm not at the university. I'm not going overseas. I'm not seeing people of different faiths and different walks. But you know what? You are. Because here we live in such a time as this. And we've got people all around us. And our church has created opportunities for you. So first of all, I want to tell you VBS is coming up. And you know what VBS is? It's not just a party for kids. But we literally minister to families. We minister to children. Kids get saved. Families get saved. Families come to church. And you know what? This year is different. We have our new building, so you're not seeing everything decorated like we typically see. But I want to remind you, VBS is going on. If you have not signed up to serve, you know what? Go serve. If you say, I just can't do kids, that's okay. We are calling a 24-hour prayer. Go sign up and pray. I mean, let's just be doers of the word right here. And let's love people, and let's pray for salvations, and let's pray for families to come. I also think it's interesting that we're having that Alice training, and I actually Googled it during church. But see, this is the world we live in, that there are problems, there are shooters. It's a real thing. So it's like, you know, I saw that and I was like, I'm glad we're doing that because you know what? We got to be wise and we got to do the natural, but we got to let God do the supernatural and we still got to love people. Um, I don't know why I said that. I just did. Um, The other thing I want to tell you, just be on the lookout for Convoy of Hope um, that we are going to be teaming with local churches in this area. I'm so glad that we're doing this. We're doing it in August and we are going to minister to, um, is it right for me to say low socioeconomic status? And when I say socioeconomic status, I mean low um, income, low education level, people who need help. And what we're doing is we're getting all the agencies involved in our community, and there are a lot of them. There are a lot of resources. Plus, we're getting churches involved. And you know what? This is going to be a good thing. So I just want to tell you, you've got an opportunity. And be open to where God is calling you. Because you know what? He's calling us. And he's calling us to places that you may not think you would have ended up. I can tell you, I didn't think I'd end up doing what I'm doing. But I'm doing it and I'm loving it. Because God is using me in a mighty way. And it's exciting to me. And I just pray that he just pours his love into our hearts. I probably need to give up the microphone and pass it back to you, but do you mind if I pray before I... Okay, so let's just pray. And so right now, Father God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you are equipping us, Lord, that we're learning to share your word, Father. 
Father God, that we're learning how to listen to your Holy Spirit. And Father God, we thank you right now, Father God, that you would pour your love in our hearts, Father God, and that we would be able to love people. Lord God, I pray, Father God, that when we see people, Lord God, that we see them as you see them. And Father God, I know that that's something that you've done in me, Father. That I feel like when I look at people, Lord God, I don't see them how I see them. I see them how you see them. And Father God, I want to see everybody like that. I want to see them how you see them, Father. Help us see people how you see them, Father. Because you see them, Father, and they're your sons and your daughters. They're the ones that you're calling home, Father. They're, they're your beloved, Father. And so, Father God, right now, we just pray that you would pour that love in our hearts, Father. And that we would be passionate pursuers, Father, of people for your kingdom, Lord. Oh, thank you, God, that you're calling us, Lord. And where you call us, that you equip us, Father. Father. Oh, you're good and you're holy, Lord, and we just pray that your plan would come forth in our community, Father. You're good, Father. Now, Father God, we just say that we're going to be doers of your word, Father. We're going to love you, Father. We're going to love people, and we're going to do what you're calling us to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. We're almost done. I do want to leave you with an encouraging word about VBS and about what's coming up. Um, I feel like, I'm just going to say again, I feel like people are right on the edge feeling like God is wanting to use me and I don't know how to plug in. Um, that's coming. Uh, we need you. This church body needs you. This community needs you. But I'm going to ask Pastor Zach to come up here and just share a brief testimony of his children and the impact that uh, VBS has had on their life and give you an encouraging word as we uh, wrap things up this morning. Thanks, Pastor Paul. And man, this is this is good. How many of you guys are are encouraged right now? And I'm I'm about to jump out of my pew over there, um, which is which is not abnormal. But you know, we, you've heard so much about this opportunity, and something that we are passionate about as a church is providing opportunities. You know, we want to we don't want to just teach the word and be like, okay, fantastic. We heard a wonderful word. Now go eat some lunch, and we'll see you next week. Um, we want to give you an opportunity to actually put some feet to your faith and to do what it is the Word says to do. Like Elizabeth was saying, to be doers of the Word, not just hearers only. And this coming week, you know, after um, all through this week, we've been uh, paper macheing for days and uh, cutting out foam and painting and scaling large ladders on one foot. My wife doesn't know that part. And we've been doing all kinds of fun stuff. And as we've been prepping for VBS, the Lord really started to just make me super thankful. And I started to think about a couple of years ago, um, I have five kids and two of my kids accepted Christ at VBS right here in this room um, a couple of years ago. Bella and Bessie K both got saved at VBS. And so I say that to say this, the Lord called that back to my remembrance because we don't just do all this stuff and we're not just up here pitching like, hey, come work and we're gonna treat you like dogs and you're gonna wanna like gouge your eyes out by the end of the night. That's not what we're, that's not, this is not a sales pitch. We're not asking you for money, like none of that. I'm asking you, will you consider making an investment in a kid's eternity, in, in their eternal salvation? Like you are making investments in things that are not of this world. They're so much bigger than that. And because somebody invested in my children, both of them received Christ at VBS right here at Church on the Hill. And so here's the opportunity that we have, and Elizabeth alluded to this already. 
You guys, every single one of you, no matter what trade you're in, no matter what you do, no matter what walk of life, I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom or, or you work on a line, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, you know families. You know some family somewhere. You know someone with kids. I'm sure everybody in this room knows somebody with kids. I wanna encourage you right now. Today, the second you leave here, the first thing I want you all to do is text somebody, call somebody, stop by your neighbor's house and say, look, we're having VBS at my church this week. I'll pick your kid up and take him. We'll figure out transportation. Do whatever you have to do because you're not just getting a butt in a seat at VBS. You are offering a child an opportunity to hear the word of God. I've seen the curriculum all this week. Every single night, kids are learning who Jesus is. They're learning how much Jesus loves them and they are gonna have an opportunity to be changed forever forever. Their lives can get impacted. So don't just let some program, and we've seen it in the bulletin for weeks and weeks, and there's stuff going on. I want to encourage you, walk back through there and and pray over what's going to happen next week. Sign up to pray. Like Elizabeth said, sign up to pray for VBS. And then I want you to do your part. I promise I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to invite kids that we know and families that we know to participate in VBS. Who cares about the program? It's about kids encountering Jesus Christ, and that's what we have an opportunity to do this week. Amen? Amen. So do you want me to pray and close us out? What does that mean to play us out? So let's, let's pray. This is such an important opportunity as a church, so let's stand up together. I want to do this, and I want us to pray over VBS, and I want you to pray as I'm praying. Pray for the Lord to show you who it is that you need to ask, and I mean, I want people coming in here with truckloads, and go rent a van if you have to, whatever you gotta do to, to bring people in because this is a huge opportunity for kids to come to know Christ in our community. Father, I thank you so much for what you've done in this, in this church today, God, in this body right here. I thank you for the passion that you put in our pastor and his wife, Lord. I thank you so much that um, you are doing a work in all of our hearts right now, God, and you, you've, you've given us, um, I feel like, this, this new passion, Lord, for your people, God. And Lord, I feel like you've given us just a shot in the arm and and a focus, Lord, where we can look straight into the eyes of people and know that you love them completely, God, and that you paid a high price so that they could know that you love them. And so, Lord, this week, over VBS, over all the things that we're doing ministry-wise here at Church on the Hill, Lord, I thank you that you have already set us up for a win. God, you have already set us up for success We've been praying and preparing, but we wanna ramp that up right now and just say as a body, we're gonna agree to pray over VBS and not just pray and not just well-wish, but Lord, we're also gonna engage. And so Lord, I pray that as we ask families to participate, that they would say yes. Lord, I ask for yeses from kids who wanna come to VBS. Lord, I pray for provision of transportation or resources or whatever needs to happen to make it possible for kids to come. Lord, I thank you that we're gonna be able to look back on this week and say, this was a week that transformed our church because lots and lots of kids came to know Jesus genuinely. And not just numbers on a page and not just some statistics checklist, but Lord, I thank you that you're gonna do a work in the hearts of young people this week. Thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for a great week for this body. I thank you for great opportunities, for God opportunities that they're gonna see in front of them in their workplace, in their home. Lord, I ask for restored marriages, restored relationships. Lord, I thank you that your love is gonna be evident to everyone that encounters this body right here. And so we just pray for a great week. And Lord, thank you for what you're going to do in advance. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. You guys have a great week.